Doug Tyrrell, History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Tyrrell. This is History and Comment for Wednesday, the 8th day of February, 2023. The Vatican convicts scholar and priest Bruno in 1600. Bruno, it seems, had come to beliefs about the universe that were at odds with the Catholic Church. They do not have a high tolerance to any position other than their own. The idea of live and let live was totally foreign to them. Bruno's theory was the universe was infinite. For this radical idea, he was burnt at the stake. They were also not subtle in the way they removed opposition. One could argue it was a form of terrorism. It's a very small wonder that Martin Luther escaped the same fate. Gunpowder was first invented in the Far East about the beginning of the 10th century. It did not move into Europe for a few hundred years. In 1627, it's first applied to remove rock in mining in present-day Slovakia. Isaac Newton reads his first paper on optics before the Royal Society in London in 1672. The Royal Society was a form of peer review. Newton observed that when a circle of light was projected onto a prism, the resulting pattern of light emanating was oblong and broken into colors, concluding light and color were related. Prior to the 1804 presidential election, electors cast two ballots and the candidate with the most votes became president and the runner-up vice president. In the event of a tie, the House chose the president and the Senate the vice president. This created a major problem because often the vice president and president were from opposing ideologies. The Twelfth Amendment corrected this, and henceforth, electors cast a ballot for president and one for vice president, but Congress still got to settle ties. In 1837, Richard Johnson of Kentucky was on the ballot with Martin Van Buren. When the ballots were cast, one elector defected from Johnson and voted for William Smith. The Senate then chose Johnson, the first vice president so elected. Two Civil War generals were born on this day, Confederate General Richard Ewell in 1817 and William Tecumseh Sherman in 1820. Ewell was a graduate of West Point in 1840, 13th in the class of 42. He will serve in the U.S. Army until the beginning of the Civil War and, like many, was a veteran of the Mexican War. William Sherman was just 16 when he entered West Point as a classmate of the then 19-year-old Ewell. Sherman was an exceptional student but not keen on the rigidity of the academy and racked up a large number of demerits each year, but still managed to graduate 6th in the class. Unlike Ewell, he did not see action in the Mexican War, but was stationed in Florida in the Seminole Wars and the New Territory of California. Sherman drafted the first official government documents confirming gold had been found in the area. Sherman had left the Army in the early 1850s to pursue a career in banking and law. In the late 1860s, he was superintendent of the Louisiana Military Academy, but resigned when it was clear the state would secede and he would not do any act hostile to the United States. He was not quick to get back into the Army and was one of the loudest voices that the war would be much longer and harder than any of the politicians believed or professed. We have often talked about how the border states, who were all slave states to various degrees, were important to the Union cause and not part of the Emancipation Proclamation. Delaware, refused to ratify the 13th Amendment abolishing slavery after the war. Of course, the amendment will be ratified, and they had to acquiesce on the point. 
The Boy Scouts of America are incorporated in 1910. Something like the Delaware slavery vote, but much later, Swiss men vote against women's suffrage in 1920. President Warren Harding brings the first radio set into the White House in 1922. The subject of Bible translations can be as volatile as any church doctrine. I have joked that some folks will go to the point of proclaiming that the authorized King James Version was good enough for Peter and Paul and therefore good enough for them. The main point we should keep in mind is no translation contains the full color and nuances of the original. I find particularly amusing when the group mentioned above are quick to point out the original Greek or Hebrew to expand on the English. The first serious challenge to the authorized version, the Revised Standard Edition, or specifically a portion of it, is first published in 1946. Author John Grisham is 68 today and remains active as a writer. Speaking of English royals, Queen Elizabeth in 1960 proclaims her family will be known as the House of Windsor, and descendants will take the surname Mountbatten-Windsor. Mountbatten was from Prince Philip. This makes King Charles's full name Charles Philip Arthur George Mountbatten-Windsor. His son, Prince William, and future king, is William Arthur Philip Lewis Mountbatten-Windsor. The Hollywood Walk of Fame is established in 1960. The walk stretches 1.3 miles along Hollywood Boulevard and a bit less than half a mile along Vine Street. Currently, there are 2,725 stars on the walk. Most are from the film industry, but radio, television, and stage have their share also. The NASDAQ stock index opens in 1971. Smaller than the more well-known Dow Jones Industrial Average, the NASDAQ lists smaller and more tech-oriented companies. General Motors sues NBC after a Dateline NBC segment is accused of rigging a test crash of two GM pickup trucks to explode in a collision. The program was trying to prove the placement of the gas tank was a serious safety flaw, but the film showed was an enhanced version with explosives magnifying the dangers of the design. Having witnessed a few dozen actual car fires over the past 37 years and more in film, Hollywood always enhances car fires. Rarely, if ever, will a car explode in a fireball. It is simply a matter of physics. That fact did not stop the producers at NBC. The network settled the lawsuit the next day and issues a public apology. At issue was the placement of the fuel tank outside of the frame rails from 1973 to 1987. No one pointed out that prior to that time, Behind the seat in the cab was a common location. School bus builders had also placed tanks outside of the frame. LeBron James became the NBA's leading all-time scorer last night. President Biden gave his third State of the Union speech. I have trouble listening to any speech of this nature by either party. There are a lot of words to make a few points, which tend to get lost in the noise. The reactions are always predictable and along ideological lines. It should be noted again, when a leftist is in power, the term bipartisan means some of you need to come over and vote with us. When they're out of power, it means you guys should lower your stance to accommodate us. Democrats almost never break rakes and vote as a single block, and in many cases there will be a handful of Republicans who will swing their vote. There is the acronym RINO, 
which stands for Republican in name only. There is not a corresponding term for Democrats. Actually, I don't like to get hung up on parties, but they are a fact of life. I would like to take some time to dive into the key principles in the realm of government. The very first is the philosophy of socialism versus capitalism. They are fundamentally diametrically opposed. I would prefer to use the term free market economy, a condition where each individual is free to use their skill and industry as they see fit, and then take the proceeds and negotiate with others for the things they need, free of government or political interference. It really is as simple as that, but because each of us has different skills, aptitude, motivation, and drive, the outcomes will all be different. So we have a party that wants to adjust things and level the outcomes. Taken to its extremes, it is the Marxist ideal that everyone contributes at their highest level and the proceeds are distributed equally. One of these has universally failed every time it's been tried, resulting in widespread suffering and the murder of hundreds of thousands in the 20th century. The free market ideal largely built America and has elevated more people of diverse backgrounds than any other in written history. That's history and comment for the 8th day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.